0: folk roots radio i'm jan hall all the best in folk roots americana singer songwriters and blues and artist interviews on folk roots radio we're all about the music and the people that make it now coming up we're giving over the whole of this episode to a conversation with canadian folk legend ken whiteley who joins us to chat about his new album calm in the eye of the storm his first recording in four years and a project that looks at the personal, political, and spiritual dimensions of finding peace in these turbulent times. It's a great album, and I really enjoyed being able to chat to Ken about the new album and his long career in music. But before we get to the interview, from Calm in the Eye of the Storm, this is Ken Whiteley with Lay My Burden by the River. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. Great to have you join us today.
1: All these things these eyes have seen have been written on my face with friends I've had communion I had foes who turned away but all of these have been my teachers they have brought me here today so lay my burdens by the river i don't need them anymore for a boat is here to take me take me to that of that mountain, I saw the future I must meet. There were still many rocks before me, much cause to beware. Still I could see that, far off a river, these were dangers I could bear. All the time that I've been lost in All the time that I've been low They've been signs to keep me going Feel the love to let me grow But as always, dawn are coming Even if clouds in the line. Once you've been tried and tested, keep the strength to hold on tight. So lay my burdens by the river. I don't need them anymore. For a boat is here to take me. Take me to that other shore To the other shore Keep on going to that other shore
0: That's the bluesy, folky, and gospely sound of Ken Whiteley with Lay My Burden by the River from his new album, Calm in the Eye of the Storm, his first recording in four years, and a project that looks at the personal, political, and spiritual dimensions of finding peace in these turbulent times. To learn more about the new album, we're pleased to welcome Ken Whiteley to Folk Roots Radio. It's great to have you join us today. It's great to be talking to you, Jan. So I have to ask you, let's start off, what number album is this? Because you've made albums, so many albums over the years. I mean, a lot of solo albums, but you've recorded with your brother Chris. You had the Scarlet Washington Whiteley albums, the Beulah Band albums. And I think you also recorded some children's music over the years.
2: Yeah, I have a couple of solo kids albums, three junior jug band albums. It's 30 plus. I, I couldn't tell you exactly, actually, just off the top of my head maybe thirty one I'm not sure something like that,
0: so this album, I was going to say a little different, but in some ways, it does lead on from your last album, which was Freedom Blues, which was very well received two thousand and sixteen. Tell us a little bit about why you wanted to do this project.
2: I always just start from wherever I'm at, and you know I mean, I'm always looking at all the different material that I have and where else I want to find material and what songs are coming to me. And so some of the songs, you know, have been around for a couple of years. The Freedom Blues that you mentioned came out in 2016. So it was actually recorded in 2015. So I've had a bit of time to, you know, accumulate some material. And I sometimes take what I call the the shotgun approach where where I have more material recorded than I actually end up putting on the record. Now, Freedom Blues. Actually, I had that idea from the get-go, but it wasn't until I was fairly far along with Calm in the Eye of the Storm that I realized that that was going to be the the title track, and that was going to be the the kind of the the hinge, the glue that that that, that kept the various themes together. Because I, I do have a tendency to eclecticism, I, it, both in subject matter and in musical styles. There's so much great music out there that I love and love to play. So as an artist, I don't want to limit myself, but as an artist creating a specific work, how do you bring it down to that point where it, it really hangs together? And that's as an artist what I'm always trying to do.
0: I'm interested because you you know you talked about the personal, political and spiritual dimensions of finding peace in these turbulent times. And you know, we're doing this interview where we're both basically socially distancing because we're in the midst of the coronavirus emergency. This album speaks to a lot of the, the challenge we're also facing today. Absolutely. And, and in various
2: levels, we always face it. But I think it's an extreme situation that really underlines a lot of the, both the vulnerabilities and, and challenges. And And I would like to think that by reinforcing the values that allow us to survive these kinds of times, it, it, it helps us in these times, but it will help us in any kind of time.
0: We're certainly listening to this album as I prepared for the interview. You know, I, it gave me a lot of comfort just listening to some of the songs. I, you know, you you do, as I mentioned, you know, you cover the whole range from the personal, political and, and spiritual sides of yourself. And I, I think that really comes through strongly we started off with Lay My Burden by The River, which is a wonderful gospel-y feel to, to start things off. Tell us a little bit about that song.
2: And that was the first song that I recorded for the project. I allowed myself the luxury to just sit down and and just jam on the guitar. And I started playing a very sort of traditional kind of guitar part, but I was playing it through my acoustic guitar, but through a little Fender Princeton amp with a delay on it and facing it up a, uh, a brick and concrete stairwell so it had natural echoes as well and and just kind of jamming with myself and then and then i wrote the song and and the song the words brought to my feelings and experience the memory of being at the source of the ganga river and up in the himalayas which is uh, was an incredible experience for me that I had in in the year two thousand, where you you know I'm already staying up in the you know in the Himalayas in this little town called Uttarkashi at a yoga ashram. And from there we went on this pilgrimage where you go to the end of the road, you know, and it's like it's about a four hour drive. It's only about one hundred and twenty kilometers from where I was staying, but it took four hours to drive there. And that's the end of the road. And from Gangotri, then you have to walk 22 kilometers to the source, and you're at a mountain where the Ganga River flows out of the bottom of a glacier. They symbolically call that the mouth of Shiva. And then to immerse yourself in this icy water. The mythology is that, you know, metaphorically, your sins are washed away by having made that pilgrimage and, and immersing yourself looking at it from a more western perspective you know it's the stuff that we keep carrying around that prevent us from really experiencing who we could truly be and really connecting with the moment laying those burdens down you know the things that get in the way of our relationships with people getting away in the way of our relationships in society that metaphor and that image you know because it's for me it's such a vivid image You can see this valley spread out before you after having climbed and, you know, you're up very high, you know, 15,000 feet at the top of the world, so to speak. We can bring that sense that we are always potentially at a river where we can lay our burdens down.
0: It's interesting to say that because, you know, every day I take a morning walk. I actually go out at six o'clock. It's still dark. And, you know, people are, anxious about the the current situation they're not really sure where it's going but just getting out in nature you know whatever time of the day it can be is just tremendously calming and i guess again that goes back to why making this album at this time i mean there really feels like there's a synchronicity to this project
2: That's a beautiful thing, you know, taking that walk in nature. I actually just came back from a walk myself, you know, walk, I walked around Christie Pitts park and, and, you know, you can feel in, and in some ways the, the city feels a lot calmer today. Now I know as this uh, whole pandemic develops and finds its various forms, there's going to be all kinds of feelings and ups and downs that people will experience, of course. But it's how do we find that that calm in the face of 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 the the challenges that we all face and the storms? Because invariably there are challenges in our lives. Even you know when you're successful at one level or one kind of thing, the, you're, the life always is throwing us curves in different ways that we don't expect, and that's just the nature of of human existence. For me, I like I have a, a morning meditation practice, and I think in the morning when our when our minds are clear, is a time that we really can can access and connect, and then that sort of can set you on a path for the day. You know, it's like there's a great Georgia Sea Island song, you know, where the, from the Gullah Geechee tradition, where they say it, it's another day's journey, and I'm so glad, and you know that that's coming from the african-american tradition where that they experience so much adversity and yet it's this positive expression that here we are we've been given another day to breathe to to walk to interact and that's a blessing
0: i'm so pleased that you broke into song like that i thought i was getting into a a ken widely gospel session but you know you you make a huge a huge point i mean the fact that you know living in the moment and i think in our Western world, I think we have, you know, we've gone through times, I mean, there are a lot of issues, there's no doubt about that. But, you know, people, I think, get that feel like they have control, where the reality is we don't have control. You know, yeah. we have to, you have to flow, and you have to be in the moment and accept. And, and the change. only
2: thing we can't really control is our own response to the situations that we find ourselves in. Yeah that's really you know when we deal with our mind and and so if 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 we're feeling anxiety to just breathe be in that moment feel whatever safety exists in that moment and then that gives you a better place from which to to deal with the real challenges that we all face.
0: Yeah, that's well put. I'd like to go back to the album and play another song. I'm actually going to play... I'm th- this is a an album of 13 songs, some great songs on the album. I want to play I Hear the Wind, a beautiful song that I think leans a little bit more into the political side of things. I want to give you a chance just to talk about this song, how you developed it, and then let's let's play it.
2: Well, this song was... In many ways, a response to the to the refugee crisis that we face—that there's over 25 million displaced people. Sad reality of of climate disruption is likely to increase that number by tenfold. So that, I mean, that's a staggering thought. And so those who try and 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 make little silos and don't come near me, you know, in in a in the bigger sense and in a societal sense. Like, that's going to be very challenging. That's going to just get more challenging. And if you have any sense of compassion, any sense of the fact that if we are indeed all in this together, then you must feel both the need for action. But for me, actually, this song was much more of a kind of an emotional response. And it was like you know there were you know the, obviously we all remember the picture of Alan Curdy the little baby you know washed up on the shore of a greek island it's, it's interesting how that one little picture when we start to feel that person's pain and that father's pain and then you multiply that by the millions in canada our society is already being enriched by by so many people from so many parts of the world and and so by embracing that and welcoming people and making connection, then that really is, is a much better way forward. This song is also feeling the pain in that moment. You know, it's, it's how do we shift the paradigm, the social paradigm, the, the larger societal paradigm when we acknowledge that pain that these people are feeling in, to a great extent. And if we're compassionate and we open our hearts, we can feel that pain as well.
0: Let's listen to that song now. This is Ken Whiteley with I Hear the Wind from his wonderful new album, Calm in the Eye of the Storm. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall.
1: I hear the wind crying down the mountainside. I hear the wind Crying down the mountainside With each gust It sings as it sighs It's the song of a million twisted hearts The song of a million twisted hearts Looking through the darkness for a new place to start I hear the wind crying down the mountainside I hear the wind crying down the mountainside With each gust it sings their jumbled cry anguished voices man- sings as it's so hard to fight the spirit of the time so hard to fight the spirit of the time use our voice let's shift the paradigm Sudan to Aleppo Yesterday, today The surging sound of souls Cannot be denied Storming to the valley Just
0: That's Ken Whiteley with I Hear the Wind from his new album. It's entitled Calm in the Eye of the Storm. Ken Whiteley is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today. We're actually chatting over a Zoom call today, which has become very popular because we are in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. Uh, We are all hunkering down at home trying to socially distanced so hopefully we can flatten the curve and minimize the impact of the virus in Canada we're recording this at the start of the pandemic so we really don't know how things are going to go but Ken I have to say that being able to talk to you today as our special guest is actually pretty calming because you know I know that you have made uh, you know yoga is a big part of your own spiritual practice and I think you mentioned earlier on when we were talking about I hear the wind about the importance of of trying to feel connected to everyone. And I think, as you mentioned, in these situations that we're currently in, it's really important to recognize that we are never alone. Yeah,
2: it, when we look at the, the structures of our society, and there's a tendency to prioritize the economic and particularly in capitalist societies, we prioritize profit growth you know the gdp growth of the gdp yet the history of humanity shows other organizing principles if you will besides just that profit motive and it's the you know cooperation within a group that has allowed human beings to survive because one person in the wilderness isn't going to make it but as a group in the wilderness has a lot more potential to make it and family structures and all of these kinds of things are are based on on cooperation as as a as a guiding principle so so that's uh that's why i wrote the song greed is a flawed organizing principle self-interest there's obviously a place where we want to do well we want to try and improve ourselves etc etc but as a as the overarching societal principle it's it's flawed you know it's and it it leads to a lot of mistakes i would suggest uh, that where where that becomes the be all and end all when in fact human values are perhaps more important than than just the the profit motive itself so i composed that song greed is a flawed organizing principle with you know reinforcing those more positive values suggesting that we need to do that
0: now this is an interesting song which we're actually going to play next this is basically just you i mean you have your studio
2: yeah and there's not a lot of instruments on it it's it, you know it, it i actually wrote the song i was at a at a big event in toronto for for the green new deal and there were some you know very inspiring speakers who talked about the science of climate change and talked about the need to to you know make you know new opportunities for those who are already in say the extractive industries and so on but there's also a lot of anger and i think the anger is understandable but but i'm again going back to that idea of how do we actually shift the paradigm and i was thinking you know Anger is really not the uh, optimal way you know if you if you're shouting at someone they're going to just turn off they're not going to listen so I was you know I, the ukulele occurred to me as the least threatening of instruments you know it's so so, so I wrote this for the ukulele and so it's it's ukulele and then I play, put on a little bit of mandocello just to sort of hold down the bottom end and uh, and then a little lap steel to just to suggest the floating around at the top and and, uh, and sang it in harmony.
0: Let's play that just now. This is Ken Whiteley with Greed is a Flawed Organizing Principle from his great new album, Calm in the Eye of the Storm. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
1: Greed is a flawed organizing principle Greed is a flawed organizing principle For you and me, for society When profit motive is sacrosanct See the power of business, the power of banks How can well-being take second place? What about the future we all face? Greed is a flawed organizing principle Greed is a flawed organizing principle For you and me For society consider our options here. What about life? Do we really hold dear? If we have to choose between the planet and plastic, it might be time to do something drastic. Greed is a flawed organizing principle. Greed is a flawed organizing For you and me, for society, I shouldn't have to tell you about the rising seas, species extinction, importance of the bees, change this planet in so many ways. We don't change ourselves, you can number our days. organizing principle Greed is a flawed organizing principle For you and me For society Greed is a flawed organizing principle
2: This is Emily Millard. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
0: That's Ken Whiteley with Greed is a Flawed Organizing Principle from his new album. It's entitled Calm in the Eye of the Storm. Ken Whiteley is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today chatting about the album. The thing I love about your albums, Ken, is a bit like your gospel sessions. Always so many wonderful players. Let's talk a little bit about the people you brought together to make this album.
2: Well, there's a, there is an, in fact a, a wonderful list of musicians, and when I'm playing, for me the you know the first complimentary sort of instrument that I like to have is is a, a string bass. So there's three different string bass players on here. The my son Ben, who has been busy with uh, many people the last year, uh, Basha Bulat and Sarah Harmer an Australian songwriter named Julia Jacklin. I managed to get him in the studio, and he, so he's on a bunch of cuts. George Kohler, who is a real musical genius, and he's part of it. And then Gord Mowat, who for the last few years has been my, my primary bass player, playing live and, and touring with me and so on. And Gord I actually met. I met years ago. He was in a group from Winnipeg called, they were originally called Doss Mocked Show and then The Dust Poets. But he's Rosalind Dennett's cousin, Rosalind, who is a fiddle player and singer and was and sings with me in the in the Beulah band. You know, Ben wasn't available to to do a bunch of gigs we had in summer of 2016. So we got Gord and and Gord's been terrific. And he's 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 got the both the jazz. You know, he has a degree in jazz and he's a great player but he also has a background in roots music. So he, he, he has it all. So, so, so that, that covers the bottom end. And uh, John Showman is, is a spectacular musician. People know him from Lonesome Ace string band or the new country rehab, different groups he's had, you know, and then singers, of course, there's an abundance of great singers. I, I did a bunch of songs with gathering sparks, Eve Goldberg and Jane Lewis. and, and they're wonderful singers. Um, there's a, a, a young singer. I always like to see, you know, mixing it up, try, seeing, get someone new and, and somebody that I've seen a number of times over the last 10, 12 years, but uh, a woman named Felicity Williams, uh, who sings with the group Bahamas with Afi and but she does, it has a bunch of projects, you know, all different kinds of stuff. And I had her in on somebody else's album that I was producing and I went and she was just incredible in the studio. I was like so impressed. There's lots of good singers out there, which is a beautiful and wonderful thing, but in the studio to have a backup singer come in and be able to match phrasing, to have pitch, phrasing and intonation and feeling, you know, that's a very particular set of, uh, skills and, and she had that in in abundance. So it was great to get Felicity in. And then finally, um, my good friends Amoy and Cecile Levy, and they're two African Canadian sisters who've been singing with me for over 25 years, been on most of my records over that time. And they feel like family to me at this point. Finally, I had, um, from Toledo, Ohio, Nikki D., Nikki D. Brown, this fantastic Sacred Steel player, and then her sister Gloria and cousin Tamika. So they had come up to do one of my gospel shows at Hugh's Room, and I arranged for them to, you know, come into the studio. And so they're on a couple of cuts as well. So Nikki's playing steel, and the three of them are singing. And they have – they just grew up in church together, and they just have the, you know, the real deal down. You know, they don't have to work at it. They're just – that's they, they know it in their bones. And it was great talking with them because their father was a preacher in Toledo. He used to promote different gospel shows. And so when we got together, even though these are women, you know, in their 30s or so, they knew all of these, you know, groups from the 60s and 70s, you know, the Dixie Hummingbirds and the Swan Silvertones and all these kind of, things. you know, they'd had supper with, you know. Ira Hayes of the Dixie Hummingbirds, much of the, the music that, that I've fed on over the years. So that, that was great to make that connection.
0: I'd like to go back to the album and play another song. And I thought we should play one of the really gospely songs. And the one I've chosen is Give It Up to God, because uh, we mentioned Amoy and Cecile uh, being wonderful vocalists that you've played with a lot. Well, they're on this song. Tell us a little bit about it. This is a song. Actually,
2: I had that chorus. I wrote the chorus about 12, 13 years ago. It's a very simple chorus, like so many of these are. And I like to make choruses that people can sing. I mean, this is one of the ways, you know, that we have to address the societal issues, the spiritual issues are what I, for me, gives me the resources and and also the 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 background and the the understanding to 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 engage at the social level comes out of out of our own spiritual work and recognizing that connection and however you choose to you know some people are not ha- comfortable describing that connection in theological terms and I the, I'm I understand that and I'm I'm cool with that you know it's like it's not like but however you choose to describe that connection, I feel that by connecting to that which is greater than ourselves, connecting to that which connects us all, and and I'm comfortable. I grew up, you know, going to uh, uh, Sunday school, you know, my, my parents were, you know, went, took me to the Presbyterian church, and so that's where I went, and my dad was an elder in the Presbyterian church, but I would actually get up before everyone else in the house went out and go myself to Sunday school, so... So I'm com- that's what I've grown up with, and so I'm comfortable using that theological language of, say, give it up to God. But however you choose to say, let's make that connection, that deep spiritual soul connection that connects us to the universe.
0: Ken Whiteley with Give It Up to God on Folk Roots Radio. Mm-hmm.
1: Never felt tired, got the blues Overwhelmed or a bit confused There's still time to be amazed Look a little deeper with every game. I'll remember it now when it makes me smile, the soothing breeze and all the goodwill. I close my eyes, I can feel it still,
0: give
1: it up to God. The waves of change seem to never stop The tides keep rolling over me But I'll take my place in eternity and share the place where wisdom starts Feel the earth beneath our toes Nurture the soil and let love grow Give it Radio with Jan Hall.
0: I'm Cleela Arrington. That's Ken Whiteley with Give It Up To God from his great new album, Calm In The Eye Of The Storm. Ken Whiteley is our special guest on Folk Roots Radio today chatting about the new album. We just played a gospel song and you know one of the things I love, Ken, is being at a gospel session with you. I think you have been doing gospel matinees at Hugh's Room in Toronto, I think for 19 years now. Is that right? 18 years. Yep.
2: 18 years. It, this yeah. the, this uh, the show that has been canceled because of the COVID 19 would have been the the uh, would have marked exactly 18 years that we started it in in March of 2002. That idea grew out of hosting gospel workshops at Sunday morning festival workshops. I've had so much fun doing those workshops at festivals so many great peak experiences of my life have happened at those things. And I said, you know, this is too much fun just to do this in the summer at folk festivals. You know, I want to create a a way that I can do this through the year too. And, and so that's really why I created that series. And, and uh, I'm just so thankful people have supported it. And over the years had so many great uh, artists join me on, on those sessions and, I guess there's probably been about 75 different uh, different shows that we've done, and they've all been different and all been great.
0: Do you have an intent one day to try and bring everybody together to to celebrate the whole series?
2: Well, I don't think that would entirely be possible, although I, I do have the idea, and I keep sort of putting this off, but, but uh, perhaps for my 75th birthday, I'll do a big concert and have 75 – or 74 other musicians and singers with me that I've played with over the years, and we'll have to see where you know what the appropriate hall could be to do that in. But, but uh, that's 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 sort of one of my little uh dreams that I have, and you know, maybe we'll we'll see what we can do to make that happen. It's still six years off, so I don't know, we could probably put it up on my website of all the different people who have who have who have sang and played at that those Sunday mornings, and it's a lot of people from. You know, Odetta has come down and some of the great Sacred Steel people, some of the great people in, in Toronto, you know, people like Jackie Richardson and, and uh, Sharon Riley. And, and uh, there's just so many different people have, have done it. I, I could go on and on. You know, I, I've had, and I've had ones that, you know, I've had ones where it was all indigenous artists, and I've had ones where it was all Jewish singers. And uh, you know, with Aviva Chernik and and Len Udo and Lenka Lichtenberg and, and David Wall and you know we're doing Jewish gospel. And you know, it's it's as I as I, I think you've heard me express today that that it it's there's so many different ways to to express that connection, but I think it's it's just a very joyful thing to be able to do it. And and so let's let's that's not Micromanage the the differences, but enjoy that unity that we can all experience in our diversity.
0: Well, certainly, having attended a lot of your sessions over the years, one of the things I love is you are just the I think the perfect host for these things, and it's so it's so pleasing to hear how much pleasure you actually get out of being up on stage for these Sunday morning sessions. Now, I know unfortunately Hugh's room will be moving. Uh, hopefully when they get sorted out again, you'll be back on stage doing your matinees with them.
2: I hope so. You know, as the old gospel song says, believe I'll run on, see what the end going to be. And so we you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, who would have predicted the state that we're in right now? And yet, you know, we we have this strong sense that we're going to get through this. And, and uh, so, yes, I certainly hope to be doing more
0: of those. So let's talk about what happens now. The album I think is just coming out now. What are your plans for this year? I know everything suddenly has gone up and up in the air because That's, of,
2: yeah, I, I actually was supposed to go out West for a couple of weeks at the end of April. I would say the chances of that happening are pretty small at this point. Uh, I, I do a program in Val Quebec uh, at Easter time every year at, at, uh, at the Shivananda yoga ashram there. Um, I don't know what's happening with that. I mean, again, it's still sort of as things unfold day by day. It's it's too early to see. But you know, I hope to be doing some festivals. I hope the fest, the folk festivals will, you know, things will have leveled out to a to a degree that we can we can have those chances to all get together. I'll be out at in Lunenburg. I'll I'll be at uh, Home County. You know, so the, and there's a couple of other things. There's a Perth Freedom Fest in August that I'm doing again. I was speaking to someone who's working on something uh, called the Hallelujah Hoot Nanny, which I thought was just a great idea uh, up in Fenland Falls, and you know, so I'm hoping to be out there this this summer doing doing festivals and then touring again in the fall. And you know, there's I love I love the act of of actually performing live with an audience and that's such a precious thing and and a time like this makes you really realize how precious that is to be in a room with people and to get them all singing with you and and that's just a a very magical thing where when it's working it it becomes more than just the sum of the parts
0: now, I know as well as being a live performer and obviously a recording artist, you're also a producer. And I think you have been involved in, what, 150 recording projects as a producer. Uh, yeah. Tell us a little bit about that side of your life.
2: In a way, for me, it's it's a really great complement to the performing thing because co- performing is very visceral. You know, it's very immediate. It's very – and and mistakes are gone in a second and you, you move on and, and – it's not you know it doesn't have to be perfect of course nothing is going to be perfect in this world but recording for me has it it exercises different parts of my brain where working with other artists you know you take someone and and you can first of all i, I i'm not going to work with someone if if i don't respond in some way to to their to the art that they're making but sometimes i'll see people and i'll go you know i could see where what they're doing could be presented in such a way that it'll communicate better and that's really exciting and sometimes you have the pleasure of working with someone who is really like I remember working with Penny Lang the great singer right. from Montreal and and I'd known Penny for years uh, you know since the 70s and always loved her work and I was really excited to be working with her but when we started in the studio you know and she you know and she knew the where the red light was on so to speak you know she just went into a focus and it was just so beautiful and it's just you know that's like kind of like you just kind of ride the horse and you just kind of create a situation that allows the artist to do that but but it's it's also it's dealing with the, the different psychologies of people sometimes people are like super excited and you just got to make them to relax you know other time people are like so, so you got to kind of get them up for it, you know. No, you got to really give me a performance, <laughs> you know. Come on, come on. You know, so it it's it's fun to to involve my mind and, you know, the psychology of it and and then the musical arrangements and working with all the musicians. It's it's really fun to put all that together and I, so I really enjoy that that whole uh, thing. It, it allows me to really explore my eclecticism because, you know, the, in the past year, I did a, an album, for example, with a Cameroonian musician, a wonderful musician named Jaco Bako. So it's like all these African polyrhythms, and there's all this sort of stuff. And I couldn't even begin to count some of this stuff. But again, you can still just create the situation and uh, you can still feel when the groove is right and you can you know I- encourage and allow that creativity to happen and so it's 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 really great and it's always different every day is different even though you're using so many of the same
0: tools if people want to learn more about your music how can they do
2: that com is is a continual work in progress but that's got lots of uh, information up there and you know access to my different recordings and all that sort of stuff that's the most comprehensive I, I I was just I've been thinking, you know, well, if I've got to stay home, maybe I could finally, you know, update all my bio information on my website and, you know, all that sort of stuff, because it's I always get embarrassed. You know, you you go and do a gig and someone reads word for word exactly what you've written on your website and you go, oh, my goodness, I've got to update. <laughs> but it's it's all stuff I've either said or agreed to at some point to put up there. So. And I keep my latest news up there, and sometimes I post songs that you can just stream for free, and and um, you know all the different uh, projects that that I've been involved in are, are available there.
0: Yeah, it's funny you should mention that because I did want to. I did wonder whether you'd ever, you know, you're talking about something to do while you have to stay home. Whether you've thought about, you know, writing a uh, an autobiography. Oh,
2: I I would definitely like to do that. I I I I don't quite feel ready yet, so. So I'm, but that's been in the, my brain for a long time to 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 write some kind of memoir. I I feel so lucky all the experiences that I've had and going back into the '60s, you know, seeing Mississippi John Hurt and Reverend Gary Davis meet each other for the first time when I was 13 years old, and seeing them playing together and going, "Oh, this is so cool! These guys are so cool," you know, and and uh, and uh, and just. You know, all, you know, getting to play with Pete Seeger and, you know, running Mariposa in the 70s and, you know, just all the different things that I've done and all the different people I've had a chance to play with and and work with over the years. Uh, there's there's a lot of stories I'd love to share. And uh, so I hope I will continue to get opportunities like this. So I appreciate this uh, to, to really to chat about some of them and to maybe put some of it down in writing.
0: Yeah, I certainly think that it would be a would be a fascinating story to to read because, you know, when you played with Mose and Jackie and and, you know, playing with Chris and and everything else. I mean, it's a life in music. And obviously, one of the things that really comes through in this interview is how much you love what you're doing. We have time for one more song and we're going to play the title track, which I think this is a, a song that you wrote for your wife, Ellen. Tell us a little bit about it be my calm in the eye of the storm.
2: I mean, I think this song really sort of speaks for itself. Uh, I hope it does. You know, generally, you, even though it's nice to get a chance to talk about the process, you, you always hope that a song can stand on its own. And, in fact, listeners will be able to to take their own meaning from it and, and apply it in their own way. But, you know, having that that place of calm and peace, and, and I know that in a relationship you know in the context of a relationship that that requires that also requires work and effort to to get there but the effort is worth it because when you when you do feel that you're really on the same page as someone and you really feel that that this is a a place where you are safe and 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 loved and and able to love and express your love and feel feel that connection in that closest kind of way that is gives you a place from which you can then you know engage in spiritual practice you know in terms of going inward it gives you a place from which you can go outward in the world and 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 work in the world to try and make the world a better place when you're rootless when you're not at peace in in your own home kind of thing then it's much harder to do that. So I feel very lucky.
0: It's a beautiful song and I absolutely love the lyric, be my calm in the eye of the storm, be my place where I'm safe from all harm. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, Ken. A pleasure to talk to you, Jen. This is Ken Whiteley with Calm in the Eye of the Storm. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio and I'm Jan Hall.
1: Be my calm in the eye of the storm Be my place where I'm safe from all harm We know that we can't stop the wind and the rain So be my calm in the eye of the storm Unfurling like an unbound book in the breeze. Of the storm, be my place where I'm safe from all harm. Know that we can't stop the wind and the rain, so be my calm in the eye of the storm. Skew and clearly seen in text. storm, be my place where I'm safe from all harm, know that we can't stop the wind and the rain, so be my calm in the eye of the storm. storm. Be my place where I'm safe from all harm. Know that we can't stop the wind and the rain, so be my calming. Be back. In the eye of the
0: and that's all we have time for in this hour of Folk Roots Radio. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Ken Whiteley. Remember, you can check it out again alongside many other interviews and radio episodes on our website at folkrootsradio.com. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with another track from Ken Whiteley's great new album, Calm in the Eye of the Storm. This is Let Me Rest a While. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall. We'll see you next time.